Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Joe Masakoy. Hey, Joe, how are you? Good to see you, Ben. How are you? I'm very, very well, and I'm excited about this interview. This truly is thought leadership we're going to be talking about today. Joe is the Chief Financial Officer of H2 Clipper. We're going to be talking a lot about the topic of hydrogen, the distribution of hydrogen, the use of hydrogen for transportation, and really what the marketplace looks like. But before we get into H2 Clipper and the amazing things that you guys are working on there, Joe, tell me a little bit about yourself and your career. Uh, sure. So uh, what drives me is a passion for innovation that, uh, that uh, connects people and uh, is a catalyst for economic development. Um, I learned that very early in life. I grew up in Sierra Leone, West Africa. Um, and one of the things I've learned over the years as a, as a finance executive is uh, access to capital is a key differentiator for uh, a lot of companies that ultimately end up successful and versus those that, that don't. Um, the first half of my career, I spent uh, very much in the energy sector um, as a project finance banker, uh, financing capital, uh, capital intensive projects uh, all over the world, a lot of it in the developing world. Um, I spent a lot of time working with um, energy and electricity, electric utility companies uh, over the years as that industry migrated from fossil to renewables. Um, and then the second half of my career has been very aviation focused. Um, mm -hmm. I spent close to a decade at Boeing and um, as well as other startups and have uh, consistently been able to um, support growths of that, those businesses um, through um, accessing capital markets um, as well as private in investments. Um, I get the opportunity to do that at H2 Clipper. And one of the things that uh, brings it all together in a nice way is that H2 Clipper very much is at that nexus of, of energy where I spent half of half of my career in aviation, uh, where I spend the second half. Yeah, um, I mean, I think of H2 Clipper and what you're focused on there and think about it really as the future or what I hope is the future of energy, which is a focus on hydrogen. And actually, you seem to be focused on really solving some of the challenges that we have right now to make this something that's a robust and scalable solution. So tell me more about H2 Clipper and what you guys are up to. Uh, H2 Clipper is an end-to-end -end green hydrogen transport technology company. Um, so from a last mile distribution perspective, we provide a commercially ready now pipe within a pipe solution. Um, mm -hmm. And think about it as a carrier pipe that can transport gaseous hydrogen safely because it's surrounded by a safety pipe and an inert gas layer that acts as a buffer uh, between that and, and hydrogen. And we, we include in that product sensors that can detect um, any, any diffusion at, uh, at, at rates of close to 400 parts per million. 
Now, when you think about what is required for hydrogen to be explosive, it's closer to 41,000 parts per million. Mm -hmm. What NASA sets the threshold for uh, space rockets that rely on liquid hydrogen is 4,100 parts per million. Wow. We detect um, leaks at close to 400 parts per million. So that's our last mile distribution strategy. Um, long haul, when you kind of think about places where green hydrogen is most cheaply produced and where uh, hydrogen is most in demand, they're thousands of miles apart. So you, uh, a, a green hydrogen, renewable hydrogen is most cheaply produced in the weather extremities of the world. So mm -hmm. whether it's solar in the Sahara, wind on the west coast of Chile, um, that's thousands of miles away from the demand centers of say Los Angeles or right. um, Berlin. And that long haul solution, what we deliver is um, an airship, which is currently in development. Uh, we have a 40% scale prototype that we will deliver um, uh, by 2025. We'll build a full scale variant and deliver that by 2029. So within the decade and in time to meet net zero targets. But that um, um, dirigible relies on a hard exoskeleton. It transports liquid hydrogen uh, in its core. Um, it uses gaseous hydrogen for lift, uh, which is uh, you know, certainly a technology that we've, we've known for a long while. And the boil off uh, from the liquid hydrogen, because you know, liquid hydrogen evaporates over time, is what's used to, um, to, as forward propulsion for the fuel cells um, that uh, that are attached to that. So it's a full integrated Yo, this is such a great solution. It, I love it. it. You know, I really love these solutions that are kind of like win, win, win solutions. And man, you have ticked off all of the boxes there, right? right? I mean, it, it's yeah. uh, In aviation terms, it's the payload, it's the lift, and it's the propulsion, all very reliant on hydrogen. That's amazing. Well, that's a very exciting goal to achieve and also an amazing vision for the business. Now, obviously, you're focused on getting from here to there. Tell me a little bit about what H2 Clipper has to do over the next couple of years to get there. Um, as I mentioned, the pipe within a pipe is ready now. Um, mm -hmm. We have more commercial interest than we know how uh, can, can process as a startup. Yeah. Um, so think about all the utility companies, gas distribution companies all over the world um, that have um, reached out to us um, because of our proprietary solution. It's something that we have patented um, and it's exclusive to us. Um, we're a small team, uh, less than a couple of dozen. And what that means is that, you know, it's, it's, it's all hands on deck in terms of supporting uh, sales efforts. Um, Part of what we want to be able to do is scale our sales organization to match the needs of the market. And that's certainly the driving force for our series A raise, which is, is, is ongoing now. Uh, the other piece of it is to continue the development of our airship. Um, and so part of the proceeds of the airship development will, of, of the series A raise will also be used. For well, I mean, tell me a little bit. I mean, I think putting the work that you guys are doing into the context of where the market is right now, tell me a little bit more of what you're seeing in the market today. Where are we in terms of broader use of hydrogen as an energy form that could play a big role in our sustainable energy solution going forward? Um. I'll do the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? <laughs> uh, 
the, 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 the good news is, I think for the first time in the history of mankind, you've got globally aligned policy initiatives that focus on uh, renewable energy. And, you know, front and center of all of that is hydrogen because it's, a, it's, it's an energy source that by definition does not produce uh, any CO2 uh, in mm -hmm. its combustion. So that's, that's certainly the good news. Um, certainly, uh, the, the, the bad news for companies that are looking to scale up today uh, is, you know, in an inflationary market where cost of capital is expensive, mm -hmm. uh, it, you, you, you've got to be able to do more with less, and you've got to be able to prove out your business case when, you're, when you go out in front of investors and ask them to invest. Um, it certainly, um, you know, it, it is a welcome challenge for C the CFO. It puts finance certainly as at the core of any organization strategy, uh, but that's certainly the, the, the environment that we live in today. And, the, and I guess the ugly would be that if you kind of look at the market for green hydrogen today, um, there's huge supply. You know, we, the 1% of the Sahara, the solar capacity of the Sahara can probably fuel all the energy needs of Western Europe. Um, so there's huge cheap supply in very far flung parts of the world. There's also huge demand. Um, and the ugly piece is the bottleneck is that, is, 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 is that skinny part of the dumbbell that you call transport and distribution. Mm. Um, building that out is what will enable um, the hydrogen ecosystem to thrive. Well, I mean, let me kind of push a little bit here because I'm curious, there's been so much focus on this transformation of our automotive marketplace from one that used fossil fuels to using electric. And you can see now all the major brands pushing directly on electric. Are we spending too much on a middle step here? I mean, I don't know. I'm just curious what your thought is there. Well, well, well Ben, that's a great question. Uh, hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles are electric as well, right? So the dif distinct, distinction I'd make is between battery electric, which requires uh, charging, Mm -hmm. And it requires charging on the grid. Um, so, so it, arguably, if you have a battery electric vehicle and you're living in a state like Ohio or um, you know West Virginia that um, still ha has a, a, the grid very dependent on coal-fired energy, and you're charging your Tesla at night, chances mm -hmm. are you're burning coal in order to do it. So right. uh, it's, it's, it, it gives the, 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 the halo of being um, a renewable energy source or a sustainable energy source, but you're very much relying on old fossil fuels. Yeah. Um, and when you, when you take the distinction and you compare that with hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles or F, FCEVs, um, you know, you, the, you, if it's green hydrogen, it's not producing any CO2 in the process. And you can also fill your tank a lot faster. So, um, you know, the, filling your tank with hydrogen is no different than filling it with gasoline, three minutes and you're done. Whereas right. if it's a battery um, electric vehicle, it takes more like 30 minutes. So I, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to contrast and say <laughs> one is better than the other. Ultimately, I think uh, we want, all options on the table. Yeah. And I feel pretty good about what hydrogen 
can do for the mobility market. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's certainly compatibility and I suppose there's an easy way to evolve the two in some form or fashion together. However, I'm more excited about hydrogen. <laughs> I mean, the idea of having a <laughs> having a a car that you can just fill up in three minutes and go and just produces uh, water vapor out the back end seems to be pretty compelling to me when you think about it. Well, I mean, one question I have for you is, you know, you're a finance guy here. So when I look out at the hydrogen marketplace, what is the government doing to support your efforts? And is that actually having a material impact in accelerating what we're doing in terms of like subsidies and things like that? Uh, It it does and it will. And, uh, you know, one of the reassuring things, it's not just an America solution with the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, You know, in Europe, there's also a need for energy independence and a focus on uh, um, renewables, particularly after uh, Ukraine. So you've got um, Repower EU. You've also got um, other initiatives, uh, you know, in China and India uh, trying to create hydrogen hubs there. Uh, in the U.S., for example, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act does have a subsidy of $3 per kilogram for domestic, domestically produced hydrogen. So that certainly helps. Um, that's, that's one form. And that's certainly one end of the, uh, of the barbell that I mentioned earlier right. in terms of uh, stimulating uh, supply. And on the demand side of the equation, when you buy a, a vehicle, there are tax rebates um, or tax credits that you can claim. And for a lot of uh, owners of hydrogen um, powered vehicles, they also get the at least the first three years of their tank fillings um, paid for by the manufacturer, whether it's Toyota, whether it's Hyundai, or whether it's Honda. Oh, wow. Well, that's great. And that certainly should help play a role in accelerating some of the things in the immediate term, but such tremendous promise here. And I mean, when we're looking forward, I don't like talking about the far future, because I feel like the far future always shapes in a different way. But but the near future, Joe, as we look out over the next year, what are you seeing that you're excited about? Oh, gosh. Um... I, there's there's a lot on the table, Van, in terms of uh, the, the near future. Uh, I think for us as H2 Clipper, um, we're excited about the continuing momentum with our pipe within a pipe solution and uh, looking forward to just more traction there. I think we have a very compelling value proposition. Um, obviously, there's a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace, whether it's uh, with, with inflation or rising interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of uh, geopolitical instability wherever you look at in the world. Um, one of the things that um, gives me courage is that ultimately, I think, you know, as, as executives, that, you know, what makes our work good and fulfilling is when we try to um, um, be part of organizations that are mission driven, that make fundamental the world a better place or move, move um, progress in, in, in a good direction. And I think that we, we, we're certainly moving that direction with hydrogen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk on hyd- about hydrogen. Um, I think that's, that's front and center um, in terms of um, uh, decelerating climate change. That's great. And I'm excited about the progress that we can imagine seeing in the near future as this becomes more and more part of our lives. And uh, hopefully we're all 
not only shipping hydrogen through planes, but maybe flying on hydrogen-powered planes solely in the future. Um, you know, one other general point that I'd make, you know, outside of hydrogen in terms of what really excites me looking out uh, in the near term. Uh, you know, one of the great things about being in a startup is that uh, you are part of shaping a culture um, that you can be proud of, where people can do the best work of their careers. Um, and I think that, you know, at H2 Clipper, starting with our CEO and founder, uh, we, we're certainly creating a very um, inclusive and um, empowered culture. I start all my staff meetings uh, with the most junior folks on the totem pole uh, contributing first. I think it's very important as, as, as you shape people in their careers um, that you, you give them an ability to advocate for themselves and to share what they've learned and, um, and, and, and creating that inclusive culture. I, it's something that uh, is one of the greatest things that, uh, that, that you can do as part of being in a startup. And I think um, I, sh I, I talk to peers uh, at other startups and they certainly share that they're on the ground floor of being a force for change. I love it. And Joe, I think you have the tagline right there for recruitment, an inclusive, empowered culture. <laughs> Joe, if somebody wanted to learn more about what you and H2 Clipper are, are up to, where's the best place to reach you? Um, we can get to our website and certainly shoot me an email. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I, I, I may not respond the same day, but I definitely am pretty good about being responsive in general. Excellent. Well, Joe, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today. We've been speaking with Joe Masakoy, and we've been talking a lot about hydrogen, the shipping of hydrogen, and the technology that H2 Clipper has developed. Joe is the chief financial officer at H2 Clipper, and they have a pipe within a pipe technology, which makes it easier and safer to ship hydrogen uh, long distances around the world and, and helping that last mile uh, solution as well. And certainly hydrogen will become a bigger part of our lives as we continue to build out the sustainable energy model across and around the world. Joe, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today and we look forward to having you back. Right, thank you so much, Ben. I really enjoyed it. 